Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. I've heard there was a secret shop to play in bands and to make a lot of you don't really care for wages, do you? The money shits on the fourth or the fifth, all your life is 50 quid. But you're cold and your last single was a flaw. One hundred one part time jobs. One hundred one part time jobs. One hundred one part time jobs. Hello, you're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. This is the podcast where I interview bands and artists about what they've got up to between making records, between going on tours, and more specifically, their various and precarious part-time jobs. On today's episode, Plastic Mermaids, Isle of Wight band, who have just released their new album, It's Not Comfortable to Grow. It sounds really interesting. I 
It's got a bit of LCD sound system, a bit of the shins, and for lots of us, those are two very special feelings. They're on tour at the moment, culminating with a show at Village Underground next Tuesday, a week from now, on the 15th of November. I think it might be sold out. Who knows? I'm going to check right now. Oh, no. You can still get last minute tickets for that, which I highly advise. 2000 Trees Festival down in Cheltenham, just an hour or so away from London, have announced their Wednesday Forest Stage lineup, where Bob Villain, Holding Absence, St. Agnes, Prestamico, Delaire the Liar, and Snakes, that's S N A Y X, are all playing the Forest Stage on the Wednesday at 2000 Trees Festival. You can only get to that if you get a four-day ticket. That's the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Every year, they've got an amazing lineup of alternative, rock, indie, some heavier stuff, some more chilled out stuff. I've been about three or four times over the years and I've always had a great time. And as the years have gone on, it's got better. I went this year and I think seeing Jimmy World headline on the Friday night might have been the best gig I've ever been to. I'm looking forward to next year. And if you want to come too, you can get £20 off with the voucher code 101POD. So you can get your four-day ticket, although get on that soon because you won't be able to get them for much longer, I don't think. And you can get 20 quid off with the voucher code 101POD. I might use it myself. 2000treesfestival.co.uk, Wednesday, Forest Stage, with Bob Villain holding absence and a great lineup, all at 2000 Trees Festival. Here is Plastic Mermaids on 101 Part Time Jobs. Go well. Cheers. Working and playing music are just so at odds with each other. And that balance is, I mean, you, who can get that balance right? It's a tricky one, isn't it? We're always, everyone's always trying to stay available with your, what job you're doing, do you know what I mean? So you're trying to earn enough money to keep, keep yourself going, but also keep yourself, you know, when things come up that you can like, you've got this job that, and everyone's talk, it's always playing the game with your like employers or with everything. Like, There's also this other pressure that if you, like, let's like say you're you're working and you wish you were just creating art, but then you're like also analysing your art through the eyes of, oh, could I be making more money out of this if I shoehorned it a bit that way or something? Do you know what I mean? And then it has an effect on what you're creating because you've got that in your back of your mind. Like, oh, if I could just earn a bit more money out of this, then I'd have more time for it. But it's like, oh, that's kind of working for them. Maybe I should do the more of that. And you can end up sort of spreading yourself too thinly as well in that um, essence, like sort of being like, oh, I should do a bit of TikTok and should do a bit of, you know, this or that. And like, and then actually you're like, <laughs> should actually just make some music you want to make. And it's that a conversation you have with each other. I mean, here I am asking you about it, putting you on the spot a bit, but that stuff sort of away from the music, it's a bit more sobering conversation. Is that usual pattern for Plastic Mermaids? I think you've got to be open to the idea of just doing it you know, it's not like I think I think thinking of it as like you're selling yourself out or, you know, bowing down to some corporate overlord by getting into it as well on the if this is the TikTok conversation. <laughs> I think it's just it just happens to be the medium that exists at this point in time and it's sort of become the dominant medium and you just have to look at it as like a channel, you know, down which you have to sort of at least give it a go 
send a few little pebbles down and see what happens. Yeah, I get it. I mean, was that the same as Instagram seven years ago, eight years ago? You know, when you were a bit hesitant to get so involved in this thing where where you didn't immediately have that connection with people like you do live or sending them records. Yeah, totally. And like, you've just got your head around like getting all those copying the code into your MySpace so you get a nice <laughs> looking back skin and then you're, you're like, it's useless. And you've got you to learn about hashtags or like, you know, what I don't even know what else. It's just like trying to arrange all your pictures so they fit in the right boxes. The Instagram <laughs> thing was like more of a slow burn now. I feel like Instagram started off quite benevolent and nice and was just sort of like people showing pictures yeah and then where in comparison to the tiktok thing which just basically like streamlined the addictive nature of instagram and everything that was kind of like yeah just a bit a bit sinister or uh i don't know i don't know what the right word is but like tiktok just came out of nowhere and then it was just like and it was just massive and like i think for a lot of people having to wrap your head around it especially if like you know instagram's quite straightforward you're just sharing pictures and if people like what you do then they're going to find your account and it's it's basically just you know instead of having a website you've got an instagram account now right whereas whereas the tiktok thing sort of crept up out of nowhere and now all these people they're now faced by this like entire world that has its own it has its own like uh sort of syntax and culture and all these little things about it that are actually really quite jarring if you haven't like been versed in that culture i overheard a marketing me- meeting with hot chip and they were basically getting told that like yeah you just got to get on tiktok and they were like oh, oh like it's so funny and tiktok's <laughs> creating careers for some bands for some musicians having a song that gets big on there brings it to a whole new audience that's learning the first verses to songs for years doug's been since tiktok came along doug's like we need to get a tiktok you know like it's the future it's the future but also but like, like it's hard isn't is, it it's is like, making albums really deep rooted in the past of like the size of a vinyl do you know what i mean like it, it, it we, we look at we view it as a lesser art form generally because it's i don't know it feels more an album feels quite more wholesome and it's physical thing but like if you're just writing music for tiktok it's no less Really, more disposable. Does that make it more art? The idea of like writing for TikTok isn't necessarily accurate in terms of. I don't know. I think there's because there's that element of chance to people making their livings off of TikTok. I don't know how many people there are that are just like churning out one minute thirty tunes in the hope that something's going to take off. It almost seems. We need to make a record of one minute thirty tunes and see how it pans out. I think, honestly, I think that is probably the best way to do it. I mean, to be fair, if we made a record of three minute 30 tunes, we'd be doing pretty well. Yeah. (laughs) Jamie, is it you who makes pedals for bands? Bon Iver, Hot Chip, Warpaint? It is, yeah, which, you know, in my head in the first place, it was like, I was like, this would be a nice thing. If I can sell a few of these, this would be a nice thing because I can fit it around making music, you know, everything like that. And then actually the reality of trying to run a company is like, it's just stressful. Like, like we're about to go away on tour. I'm like, right, I've got another 22 pedals I've got to get out the door. I've got like five days. We have got, we need to fit into band practices, stuff like that. It's just like, it is good. And it, it allows me to keep making music. And I, you know, it allows me to keep buying musical things as business expenses, you know. Which is, uh, <laughs> there we go. Nice. But, um, <laughs> it's just, um, because I'm, I don't have an employer telling me when and where, when I can and can't work. 
there's right. this constant assumption that I'm free, you know, which then this, <laughs> it then just makes everything kind of hectic. But I can imagine fine. you can trick yourself into that as well. Oh yeah, totally. And like, you know, I've got a, I've got a company policy of if there's waves surf, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Have the rest of you been quite good at holding down jobs and not being fired too many times? My probably my best fail was when I had a my first ever job was picking up horse poo and um, it was pretty boring like taking a wheelbarrow around this horse poo field picking up shit and then dumping it in the deep somewhere and I was so I was like okay I was like can my mate come and do it with me we, you know we'd be double as quick and we just and then the the, uh, the horse field owner turned up and we'd like I can't remember it was when we were having the daring each other to eat the poo contest or like throwing it and trying to play baseball with it or quite well <laughs> What? Yeah. I hope no one ate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a horse. People eat horse. People eat grass. But people don't eat grass. People have that weird coffee that's been through a weasel's digestive system, doesn't it? <laughs> that is awful. And no justification of eating horse poo. No. Like, I've got the opposite of being fired stories. Like, I've... I've had the same job since I was about 17. Excellent. And I'm 33 now. Good on you. <laughs> what is it? Oh, well, I got the job so because I, I had a very understanding boss. And the, the understanding was at 17 that I'd be able to go out and gig with the band and tour. And I'd still come back and do my two or three days of, of work. That was when I was in the band when I was 17. And I was touring and stuff. And he was cool with it then. And, you know, and that just... You know, until world domination, of course. But here we are. I'm still there. And uh, he's still... it. But it's still hard. Like, every time that, like, festival season comes around, it's like, we've been through it, but it's always a battle. Like, it, it's hard for the, him and, and me. And it's like, oh, it's just awkward. And getting that, those, that time off, getting those two weeks away for tours and, you know, like, every weekend in the summer and... Well, I suppose no one really wants to be a flake, do they? No, it just gets hard with like, um, just asking for the time off, you know, and I'm sure that's a class, the, the big one, isn't it? Like you feel guilty. Yeah, like it's like, especially after all this, time, it's a glassworks, so I, I do glass blowing. Oh, nice. And um, after all this time, I've become like quite a, a, a dependent, dependable like, member of the team. What I do is quite important really but then it's so then it's like when i'm okay i'm gonna be away for another two weeks and it's like oh, okay oh and then i'm gonna be away just every weekend for, for the next three months and it's just like oh you know or, or or can i juggle this around can i swap this and i think that grates on the other people i work with like oh, asking to swap days and things like this that's yeah that's another thing like it like if you do have a workplace that are sort of happy to kind of accommodate the like a bit of time off, you know, mm. so that you can go and do this because it is kind of work as well. Like I've been in situations where I've had co-workers that have wanted time off and they haven't got it, but I've been given time off so I can go and play like, you know, two weeks of gigs or something. Because your boss thinks you're really cool playing in band. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, man. But there's like this, there's a bit of a disconnect between it because it's like kind of unfair, but it's almost as if like, you know, if you had a, if someone that you work with was like, I don't know, worked on a lifeboat or like a, a fireman, I mean, musician really doesn't like, I mean, like if, if you had like another job that you had to go and do, 
because at the end of the day like it is a it is a job obviously it's like so exciting and the best thing in the world to do and we're all musicians we're all mental and but then maybe we could get like a little buzzer like they have for like the uh you know the lifeboat cruise or something and you, everyone yeah. just gets buzzed and it's like right music <laughs> you get an alarm for the top of your car to say oh i fucking late to the gig the headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place the elites in charge say everything's fine stop noticing but you know better and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com What Part-time jobs, 101. Part-time jobs, 101. Part-time jobs, 101. Part-time jobs. Growing up in the Isle of Wight, what's it like when you get to that age when you're taking yourself out for your own responsibilities? What's it like trying to find jobs or trying to find a flat, trying to get on your own two feet? I think the, the work situation on the Isle of Wight isn't actually very fruitful because there is that only a certain amount of people um there's only a certain amount of jobs as well and the jobs that and the and it means that the people that are here are sort of occupying all the more pleasant jobs and all the jobs that are going free always always are working like weekends doing retail working in care homes because we have such like a high population like high retired population or um like cleaning and things like that or just like odd little bits i mean like they're all obviously jobs and all good good things to do you know to make money but yeah it's not like it's it's not necessarily easy i'm i'm the youngest out of this lot i'm sort of like the little baby i'm only 23 and i didn't get my first job until i was 19 after like trying since i was 16 to get a job just because like they like you know that there's a small contained number of teenagers that are trying mm. to get teenage jobs yeah unless you've got and yeah you know I'd, I'd never had a job before so it's like if someone else you know all the other people that whose parents knew someone that could have got them a job were able to then get jobs more easily so it took me yonks to do mm. it and funnily enough like i was only employed because i was employed by another musician there's a cafe in newport actually that's run by uh a Isle of white band called coach party and they basically only only employ musicians which must be i guess it's kind of nice there's a bit of empathy between the you know from employers and staff but interestingly this is something like where they only well they don't only employ musicians it's not a policy but but yeah but they obviously do help out a lot of their friends because they're so understanding of of the whole situation and you know difficult getting time off so everyone kind of like helps each other out like if if they have to go off and do a bit of like a stint then everyone else will kind of step up and fill in then if someone else has to do a bit of a stint they'll step up and fill in and my friend max who works with them and is in my band 
he's been saying for years like there should be some kind of like musicians almost like a union thing but specifically for trying to like sort work out and whether or not that's you know if you go away some other musicians step into your job and like temp or like or, or to work out some kind of business that would specifically benefit musicians whether that's you know doing gardening or labouring so, so an employer doesn't hire a specific person they just hire a musician a musician yeah. level, you know, level level one or what you know they have a quality <laughs> yeah. well if you're looking for someone who's adept at a range of skills musicians aren't a bad place to start making your own records booking tours i mean you've been making your own music videos really creative really fun watches and accompaniments to the songs doug is it you who's been directing all of them oh cheers yeah i mean the, the they're not all not all just me like some of them have been like more of a group effort as well, but yeah, like it's it's always funny as well because like with releasing on a, re- a record label, there's like okay, the single's coming out, we want a uh, we want a video to go with this, and like sometimes you've got an idea and sometimes you don't, and it's, you need to find something you're excited about, otherwise it's a real drag. But then when when you find the thing you're excited about and it's going to take like three weeks to do, you're like, oh, do I do something crap? But then I feel really bad about it, and that. I just feel like a drain. So just then, but then it's like it's a it's an interesting one. Yeah, you end up like not making music because you're making videos. But the Holy Grail is something that's really good and really quick to shoot and hasn't been done before. It's quite a hard thing to come up with, you know. Especially like if you're trying to get everyone in the band in it. If you want, if you're crikey, if you want everyone in the band in the video and you want a daytime, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, yeah. a daytime day off for six people is a it's yeah is a real... not going to happen. But in terms, yeah, in terms of sharing out the little jobs, we do have a bit like Chris deals with the sort of the band banking and and um, other Chris the guitarist does like the merch stuff and you know there's there's a bit of a bit of sharing out. We probably probably be a bit more organised with at times, but yeah, it takes time. Even like like Doug does just about all of that really. You know, all the the band related sort of content. You know, yeah, little videos like. You know, oh, you're going on tours. You need like a little promo thing. You need, you need some like thing with your name that wobbles a little bit with like <laughs> dates on it. You know, it's like that's a that's a big job, like getting all that together. And Doug actually ends up footing, you know, nearly all of that. It makes sense for one creative vision to be followed. Those ideas, those sparks, or visions, or whatever you want to call them, it seems like they're usually one person you know like those ideas are hosted by one person and you know as a group you follow that direction yeah definitely and i think it's it's, it's sometimes it, it's hard if yeah when 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 one person sort of had an idea like trying to get other people in on it but if you're compromising as means to share that idea i wonder if it can dilute the strength of it definitely actually jamie and i were talking recently because because the last album, uh, the kind of recording process was more kind of overseen by me and more, I guess, like you could say produced, but I don't know, um, like by me, whereas the first album was more Jamie. So we were saying recently, like maybe we should just do a double record with like eight tracks each side and like, you know, each help each other out as much as we can, but each have autonomy on one side. So we feel like we've got like, <laughs> we rather than like confront, like rather than, yeah, when you come to an argument, sometimes you feel like you can just like stop and not move, or like well, dilute like, the original idea. Both people, as well. like one person could be right and the other person could be right, 
but halfway between the two. And it's hard because as a group, you all want to have an equal stake in it. No one wants to be like, hey, motherfucker, follow me. You know, it's a group effort if that's what you've decided to go for. Totally. And, and if you like, if you talk over other people too much, then they feel like they're not involved and then they don't want to bring stuff to the table as well. So it's a, it's a delicate um, balance. I'm not sure we've got it quite right, but we'll get, <laughs> you're working on it. I think we've survived quite a long time as a band without hating each other, though. So, you know, that's uh, positive. Yeah, it's very true, actually. Like, I've helped, I helped Doug on one video. And it's like, it is just like anything, doing creative, it's like doing music. It's a really, really fun thing to do but you're trying to make something good and to make something good, it involves effort and thinking, especially the main thing, repetition and like <laughs> the repetition of meaning. Logistics. E.g. like, you know, trying to get a shot of Doug face down in a drain. And to do that, Jamie's got to push me on a skateboard down a road. Funny, but on the like sixth or seventh go and we're like, do, like making the same mistake over and over again, it's like l- less fun. <laughs> and and then you take that over the, the course of like however many shots there are in a video and it's like you know it's the same same thing it's funny how little we see at the end product after the whole process of it being made it, it'd be great to have someone actually like just filming behind the scenes of everything all the time because i think it'd probably be quite interesting that would be a cause... good music video the story of the music video is us trying to make a music video and the way it unravels and it all is like behind the scenes footage, but there's like a story that goes on within it that is the music video. We've got to have this hypothetical music video that's really impossible to make. Yeah. And then the video's about making the impossible maybe video. It could just be like, maybe it could just be like me thinking Doug's just making a shit music video and like, look what he's fucking doing now. Look, and yeah. then just trying to get these shots and like, thanks so much for joining me. Cheers for coming on. To end with, could I ask if there's any brilliant, awful, tragic moments from work or an utter fail, complete moment of, of embarrassment? That's what I love. Have you, have you got anything like that? I had a great interview once at Halford's. I, I sat down there. I was I don't know, a bit nervous. He was he was like, "Can you give an example of um when you've gone out of your way to uh, help someone else?" And I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> I, I can't think of anything." No, no, sorry. <laughs> and then um and th- and I was working in a in a sailing clothes shop at the time, and he's like, "Can you give an example of um how you've given good customer service?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I got this one." And I I started telling the story. And I was like, "Yeah, one time this lady came in the shop and she needed a coat." Um, I didn't have it in the store and I was going to say, so I let her watch the shop for me whilst I went upstairs and got it from the <laughs> storeroom. And I was like, as soon as it started coming around, I was like, that sounds irresponsible. So I was like, so, so then I said, so this woman needed a coat and I went up to the storeroom and got it for her. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and then he was like, hmm, can you give an example of how you've received good customer service? And I was like, I just don't do a lot of shopping. <laughs> And that was the that was the end of my house interview. I didn't get the job. Here you go. There's a nice one to finish on. Chris, who's not here, he's like, it's like we were coming back from the gig the other night in Cardiff, and he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to burst everyone's well, but like, I don't think we're going to be able to have the after party after the underground because you know we got I've got to get at three a.m. ferry home, and I've got to be at Robin Hill to start work at eight. I'm working like eight to <laughs> eight eight a.m. to ten p.m. So yeah, no after party. 
air let out a balloon right there. Yeah, the big the big end of tour finale London show. Like, oh, I know I've got work at eight. Like, no, yeah, I've strung out as far as I can. They're not having it. I'm in. 8 a.m. Brilliant. Doug, Jamie, Chris and Fox, thanks so much for your stories. I'm very much looking forward to that Village Underground show that you won't be having an after party for. Oh, cheers, man. Thanks for having us. So there was Plastic Mermaids. Their brilliant new album, It's Not Comfortable to Grow, is out now. Catch them on tour around the UK this week, finishing at the Village Underground in London. What an amazing venue. Incredible place there. Next Tuesday, just going to be a cracker. See you next week with a new episode. I think it's going to be Felix White, who's the reason I say go well, cheers. Go well, cheers! It's Cox Barra. I've been working all day for me, mate, on the side. Running around like a blue-ass fly. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me, mate. Every bleeding minute I've been on the go. Up and down the ladder like a fiddler's elbow. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me, mate. This is a Mighty Moon Media Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.